This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. I want to thank my spiritual father, Apostle Theo and Dr. Beth for giving me the opportunity to be here. It's so blessed to be in the house of God. Are you, are you blessed to be in the house of God? We're going to be looking at a at something today, and we're going to believe God and trust God for great things to happen. How many of you here, you know, we've just been singing, worshiping God, come Holy Spirit. How many of you believe that the Spirit of God is here? The Bible tells me what the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Amen. So today is your time for freedom. And him who the Son sets free can be free indeed. How many of you believe that you can be free right now? Praise the Lord. The title of my message is Conquering the Spirit of Fear. Conquering the spirit of fear. Open your Bible, please, to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, let's look from verse 6, and then we'll move to verse 7. The Bible says, And wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you will stir up the gift of God, and I line that in your Bible, which is in thee, this is the Apostle Paul, the mentor speaking to the protege, Timothy, the gift of God which is in thee, and the line the word in thee, there are gifts invested in you by the putting on of my hands. Now look at verse 7, everybody. Very important. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Would you say that out loud? God has not given me the spirit of fear. Say it one more time. God has not given me the spirit of fear. So when the Holy Spirit begins to move, Fear has to go. Because God has not given us, believers, God has not given His children the spirit of fear. Now let's underline something and let's, let's understand something. That fear is a spirit. And it is not from God. Fear is not part of your inheritance in Christ. Fear, in this context here, is a Greek word called delia. And it means intimidation or timidity or cowardice. And God doesn't want you to feel or to operate or to move by fear, but God wants you to move and operate by three things. Look what the Word says. It says it again. Please, can we have it on the, on the big screen? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but God has given us the spirit of power. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when you shall receive the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power. Number two, God has given us the spirit of love. The Bible says that the spirit of God in Romans chapter 5 verse 5 pours the love of God into our hearts. And the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So when you have the spirit of God that dwells inside of you, you have the love of God and that love of God casts out fear. Say this with me, no more fear here. Say it again, no more fear here. And the third thing that it says that God has given you is a sound mind. It means that you can have peace of mind. Everybody say, I can have peace of mind. So that shows you if, you, if fear is operating in your life, that means that you, your life will be powerless. If fear is operating in your life, that means that you'll be, you, know, you, you, you have fear to love, fear to commit. Because of past failures, you, you, you feel fear to, to engage again or to, to operate again or to move again in love. But the Bible tells me that the Spirit of God pours the love of God in our hearts so we can love God and we can love people. Say amen, somebody. 
Now, if you have fear, it says you won't have a sound mind. So fear does not give you a peaceful mind. Fear will give you a tormented mind. So when you have fear, your mind will be tormented. You'll think things. You'll think negatively. I want to give you three things at least that fear will do. Now, remember that Jesus said that he has come to give us life and life abundantly, but the devil has come to steal kill and destroy. And one of the ways that, that he still kill and destroy is through the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear will rob, you, will rob you of your happiness. The spirit of fear will rob you of joy. The spirit of fear will rob you of your blessings. But thank God we don't need to move by fear. We can conquer fear today. How many here want to conquer fear? Say this with me. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. And say, I'm going to conquer the spirit of fear today. All right, now, three main things that the spirit of fear manifests. Number one, write the word down, inferiority. If you have the spirit of fear, you will feel inferior. I used to go through patches of my life where I felt inferior in my life. You know, sometimes you feel inferior to other people. You feel inferior to your circumstances. But God doesn't want you to feel inferior. We have, to, we have a great God so we can feel superior. Say amen, somebody. We can feel good about life. God does not call you a coward. God, God calls you a conqueror. Say this with me. I am not a coward. I am a conqueror. Say, I am more than a conqueror. Say, Christ in me. Is the hope of glory. So when you have Christ in you now, you can conquer every fear. Say amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. So you don't need to feel inferior. Say this with me. I am not inferior. Say it one more time like you mean it. Say, I am not inferior. Irrespective of what you've been through, irrespective of where you were born and how old you are or how big or what size you are, you are not inferior. Shout amen, somebody. Say, I'm not inferior. The second thing that fear will manifest is inadequate. When you feel inadequate, you feel inadequate in your circumstances. You feel inadequate because you don't feel capable of doing something. Understand this, that the spirit of fear will try to paralyze your movement. And the third thing, therefore, is inaction. There are many times that when we, when we are... When, we, when, when the spirit of fear begins to move into our mind or into our lives, we, we begin to be inactive in our lives. And what we used to do before, we don't do it anymore because, because we tried it and it didn't work. And, and, and so we, we, we stop. You know, uh, how many of you here, how many of you here, I know not many of you, but how many of you here ever watch a football game? Now, if you don't know, let me give you a revelation. My team is Tottenham Hotspur. And all the Man United fans says, oh, no. Spurs were losing 2-0. Remember that game? Just a few weeks ago, I was sitting down watching the game. They were losing 2-0 because they were playing in fear. But they came out and they started playing with confidence. They were losing, but at the end, they won. So if you operate with confidence in the Word of God and in the Spirit of God, you will always win. Amen. We, we are not cowards. We don't operate with, with the spirit of fear. We operate with the spirit of God. Amen. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is against me. Now, notice those three words. Inferior, in. Inadequate, in. Inactive, in. 
That shows you that there's an inner conflict inside of you. But you don't have the spirit of fear. You have the spirit of God. The spirit of God gives you the power to conquer fear. Say that with me. The spirit of God gives me the power to conquer fear. Here's something else that fear will give you. Intimidation. Have you ever felt intimidated? Intimidated by people? Intimidated by circumstances? But God today is about to reverse that curse. God today is about to reverse that fear. God today is about to change your circumstances. And some people, listen very carefully, some people have the fear of failure. Others have the fear of change. They, 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 they fear to change because it's always been this way. But let me tell you, it's not your way. It's not my way. It's God's way. And he operates in, a, in different ways. God is a good God. What he's done for others, he can do it for you, but he can do it in a different way. Say amen, somebody. Now, please go to the book of Luke chapter 5. I'm going to show you somebody now. Write this down. Certain fears that people have. Fear of failure. Fear of using your gifts. That's what happened to Timothy. He felt crippled in, him, in himself, paralyzed in himself to use his gift. Everybody here, God has given us potentials and gift. And so many times we don't put our potential or gift at work because we have a spirit of fear. Fear of what people will say. Listen, let me tell you something. You don't live by what people say. You live by the word of God. Amen. One of the biggest deliverance that we all need is to be delivered from the opinions of people. Shout amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Now, look at uh, Luke chapter 5. Fear of people, fear of commitment, fear of the future, fear of change. Luke chapter 5, look at verse, look at verse 3. Jesus entered into one of the ships, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship, underline that in your, in your Bible. One of the ways that you're going to be delivered from fear is by the teaching of the Word. The Word of God is powerful, and if you take the Word of God inside your spirit, and you live by the Word, you meditate the Word, and you speak the Word, and you act upon the Word, you will go a long way. Listen very carefully what I'm about to say. Now, when he had left speaking, say this with me, signs and wonders, blessings and miracles, always follow the teaching of the word. All right, so you're being taught the word, so something has to happen today. Shout amen, somebody. How many of you believe that the, your good days are not behind you, your good days are today? Praise the Lord. Now watch. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down, and the line that in your Bible, let down your nets, plural, for a drought. So let down your nets. And Simon answered and said, you know what, Jesus? I've got a diploma. I've got a bachelor in fishing. And you seem to have a bachelor in, in, in carpentry. So I don't think what you're saying, normally us fishermen, we, we've been doing this for all our lives. That's the way we do it. We, we go uh, and fish in the evening. We don't go and fish in the morning. Uh, and, 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 you know, but, but because you're a friend of mine, because, all right, maybe because you're the pastor, you know, maybe you're the man, of, I'll try this thing. Maybe you understand what I'm talking about. Have you ever tried the word 
not with confidence, but half-heartedly. Anybody? You hear the pastor preach the word, you hear the, 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 the apostle preach the word, you hear, you hear the word and you, know, you, you listen to the message and, 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 and you hear that word, but uh, you, you, you cannot believe it, but you kind of half-heartedly believe it. Listen, everybody has to understand, when you believe, you've got to believe with all your heart. Amen? You've got to learn to believe God with all your heart. When, when, when you take a bus or when you take a plane, you don't go up to the pilot and knock on the door of the pilot and say, excuse me, sir, do you have your license? Do you know how to fly this thing? You, you, you went into that plane, you sat down, you took your seat, you put the seatbelt on, and you knew that when that guy takes off, you're going you're gonna to come down to your destination. That same confidence that you had in the pilot, where we serve a bigger God, we serve a great God, is the same confidence that we have to have in the Word of God. I trust God with all my life. Say amen, somebody. Now, most of we've worked overnight. Has it ever happened to you that you've been trying and trying? You've worked overnight. You've worked. You've put in your effort into this. And nothing's ever happened. Look what he says. Nevertheless, at your word. And you know, when you look at this, you think, wow, Peter is operating in faith. Not really. He says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Singular. Jesus told him to cast your nets, plural, and he let down the net. Singular. So he was thinking, you know, let me just please this man. And you've got to understand, if you read the previous chapter, that Jesus healed and delivered a lot of people in front of Peter, he even healed Peter's mother-in-law. How's that? Anybody mother-in-law needs healing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Peter must have loved his mother-in-law. Hallelujah. He says, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net, singular, break. Well, Jesus told him to cast the nets. Are you learning something? See, some of us, we, we do half of the word. We don't have confidence in the full word. For example, some people say to me, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You can't resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's not the complete scripture. He says, submit yourself to God. Then you resist the devil. Then, because of your submission to God, you can, the devil must flee. Say amen, somebody. I will let down the net. The net break. They beckon unto their partners. Uh, let me tell you something. For the very first time, Peter is seeing this. He's saying, wow, what a great catch. He's thinking all my bills will be paid. He's thinking my wife's going to be a very happy woman. He's, gonna think, he's thinking all the taxes are going to be paid. He, he sees all these kind of fishes. Now, 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 I've been fishing. I love fishing. I took Dr. Andre fishing one day. And we went out on a boat. And we were teasing each other. You know who's going to catch the, the most fish or the biggest fish? And we went out on that boat. And, 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 and because we were teasing each other, we felt that this is why we haven't caught anything. So we repented. <laughs> She's right here. She'll tell you the truth. We repented. We looked at each other. And then because I've got an eye of an eagle, I can say this now. He can have his chat next week. I said to him, look, there's a lot of birds over there. Let's go. There are fishes over there. I felt I discerned it. And we went there. And let me tell you something. We pulled out 11 big tuna fish. 
Yeah, you can clap. Now, now it was like Mauritius against South Africa. And let me tell you, let me tell you this because he's not here. I can tell you this now. South Africa pulled out, wow, five. But Mauritius pulled out six. Hallelujah. My story, I tell you the way it is. <laughs> Another funny thing is, when we went back on the beach, we came, you know, we were like, you know, felt very good with 11 fish, big tuna fish, put it on the beach. And there's a guy, he's not even been with us, didn't even work, wasn't even on, on the boat with us. And he comes without any fear and he sits down and takes the picture with us. Probably posting it on Facebook so that people think he's caught all these fishes. It was a foreigner, it was a tourist. Bless God, he was a tourist. So could you imagine now, Peter is calling his friends and, 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 and the boat is full of fish. Different types, big fish. And you think, why wow, this is because of his faith. No, this is because of the word. Watch this now. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, underline that in your Bible, he saw it. He fell down at Jesus' knee and said, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. I would have said, stay with me because I'm a good man, O Lord. I mean, if you're with me and you're in this boat, the business is going to boom. Right? Why does Peter reason like this? Because a lot of us, listen to me, a lot of us, we have the fear of getting blessed. We have the fear of getting that new car. We have the fear of getting that new house because of what people's going to say. We have the fear to go to the next level. Say amen, somebody. We have the fear of moving Higher in ministry because just in case people are going to say, let me tell you, whether you drive a Morris Minor or you drive a BMW, people are going to talk. Better let them talk about the good things in your life. Say amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Now, why does he reason like this when he saw it? Why does he say, why does he feel inferior? Depart from me, O God. Why does he feel like this? Jesus is going to answer him and tell you exactly why he felt like this. This was in Peter. Because he was astonished and all that were with him at the drought of fish when they had taken. And so was also James. See, I was there. And John and the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, what did he say unto Simon? That was the problem. Simon, you are walking in fear. So Jesus says, fear not the, the 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 action that you did of casting only one net demonstrate that you were walking in fear the, the action that you did half-heartedly not putting your full heart or not giving your whole heart or not walking or operating in confidence shows you had fear a lot of people would say to me i don't have fear well that's because it's hidden inside of you your action your confession and your conversation will tell, will reveal what's inside of you. Now go to the book of, of uh, look at somebody and say, fear not. Come on, look at somebody and say, stop being scared. Now look at somebody, I want you to try and do something. Um, look at somebody and try and do a cross eye. Come on, try it. Look at somebody cross eye. Some people can do it. Some people have got it automatically. I want you to try something else. I want you to, to look one, one eye, whether it's the left or the right eye, look up and the other eye, look down. Try it. 
You can't do that. You know why? Because God never created you to have one eye on him and one eye on people. One eye on him and one eye on your circumstances. Either you have two eyes on God or two eyes on your circumstances. Come on now. Shout amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Some people are trying it. Could you imagine? I'm from Mauritius. They call us Mauritian, not Martian. Could you imagine if, 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 if you go anywhere around the world, look at the person in front of you, look at the person behind you, look at the person next to you. Notice that everybody has their eyes in front of their head. Isn't that a good thing? Could you imagine coming to church, especially those that are here for the very first time? You come to church and you sit there, and in front of you there's a guy with his eyes at the back of his head. If he was Mauritian, he won't be Mauritian, he'll be Martian. You know why? Because God never intended for us to look backwards all the time. God created us so that we can look forward in life. So stop looking at your past failures. Stop looking at the past. Do not be a prisoner of your past. Today, it's time for your freedom. Shout amen, somebody. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Look at what it says. We, that's us, having the same spirit of faith, praise the Lord. Say this with me. I refuse the spirit of fear. I receive the spirit of faith. Now look what, what, what faith, this is how faith operates. It says, according, to, according as it is written, I believe, how many believers do we have in the house? You know, you know, I'm finding something out. I'm seeing that a lot of believers are not believing anymore. But it says here, according to, as it is written, what is written in the word? I believe, I believe the word that is written, and therefore I speak, I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. What do you speak? You speak what you believe. Now, how many of you here believe that you can be blessed? So you must speak blessing. How many of you here believe that you can be prosperous? So you must speak prosperity. How many of you here believe in miracles? So you must speak miracles. But here's the problem. I don't know how many minutes you pray a day. Some people, 10 minutes, that's good. Good start. Some people, an hour. Some people, three hours. Some people, an hour a week. Some people, 10 minutes. I'm not condemning you, I'm just trying to teach you. Imagine you pray 10 minutes a day. You go into your prayer and you pray, Lord, thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord, that I'm prosperous. Thank you, Lord, that I have peace of mind. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have the spirit of fear. Thank you, Lord, that I have miracles in my life. Tonight, you must come tonight because I'm going to teach you three different miracles that can operate in your life. Three different miracles, okay? Uh, and so, so you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, you speak like this positively by faith for 10 minutes. Then for 23 hours and 50 minutes, you speak negatively. And you go out, you know, you, you go into your, your room or into your car, you're worshiping God. You say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed. In, you've been speaking like that for 10 minutes. You go to work and they say to you, how do you feel? You say, oh, under the weather. <laughs> Another colleague sees you. Hey, how are you, how you doing? I'm sick. Now, now, let me ask you a question. What are you talking about? What do you believe? You can't speak by faith for 10 minutes and then speak out of doubt or unbelief or fear for 23 hours and 50 minutes and expect to have a positive result in your life. 
Say amen. I'm learning two powers in my life. The power of confession and the power of silence. That's a nice way of saying the power of shutting my mouth. Because there are times when you don't know what to say to shut it. Don't let fear come out of your mouth. Say amen, somebody. You know, one day I was sitting down, and I don't advise you to do this before flying. I was about to fly from Mauritius to London. 12 hours flight, and I watched air crash. I got on the plane. I closed my eyes, and all I saw was air crash. I started praying in tongues. I said, no, it's not going to crash because I'm in that plane. Because I'm in that plane, the Spirit of God is in that plane. Because the Spirit of God is in that plane, the angels are, are operating to protect me. So that plane is going to take off. I'm going to sleep well. I'm going to store that they're going to think there's a problem with the engine. But I'm going to land down in London, England. Because I refuse to allow what I saw control my emotion. You've got to be careful what you're looking at. When you walk by faith, you've got to keep your eyes on God. If you, if, if you take your eyes off God, you're going to start operating in fear. Simon Peter has another example. He stepped out of the boat in faith, started walking on the water by faith. Jesus was waiting for him with arms wide open, but then he started looking at his circumstances. He started feeling the storms. He started looking at the wind that you cannot see, but at the waves that you can see. Because oftentimes, the invisible is controlling the visible. The wind is controlling the waves. The wind is another word for spirit. And the spirit is controlling the circumstances that you see. And so he started looking at the circumstances. And if I was in the boat, whether it be Matthew or whoever was in the boat, Judas, I would have said, whoa, you go, man. But then all of a sudden... Halfway there, he begins to sink because instead of walking by faith, he started out by faith, but then he allowed fear inside his life. Many of us were like this. We start out by faith, and then we allow fear. So how do I get delivered? Change your belief system. Start start to believe God. Not half-heartedly, but with all your heart. How do I come out of fear? I refuse to operate by fear. I refuse intimidation. I refuse inferiority. I refuse that I'm inadequate. If God has given me that gift, I can do it. Say amen, somebody. What do I do? I find somebody who is anointed. This great church here has a group called Freedom. And you can go to that group and connect with that group. And those people will pray for you so that you don't have to stay in fear. Don't allow fear to stop you from getting God's best. So if you're here today, and there's fear in your mind because of past failures, because of what people are saying, because of your circumstances, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of fear in this place. Your mind was not created to be tormented. Your mind was created to be peaceful. So every agitated mind right now, I proclaim peace in the name of Jesus. Today can be the beginning 
of walking in a love, walking in a peace of mind. For God has not given a spirit of fear, but of power. Today you can start walking with the power of God, in the love of God, and in the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.